Limos and Roses is a humorous and occasionally offensive podcast. All opinions are based on the bachelors and bachelorettes being in the top 99 percentile of their respective genders with regard to their physical attributes. In other words, no offense. And thank you for listening. Enjoy. Welcome to the very 47th podcast of Limos and Roses. (laughs) This, of course, is the turtleneck-filled fashion frenzy sparingly sprinkled with goats. Semi-sober bachelor might actually get married podcast that you all know and love. The recap podcast over all other recap podcasts that covers season 25 of The Bachelor. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you may or may not know, this show began with our very own Bachelor Fantasy League entitled Limos and Roses. On this podcast, I'm joined by my husband. Jet. And our buddy. Grace. And me. I am your host and moderator, Chelsea. Um, moving forward, we move into the actual episode. There is this hilarious walk around the Nema colon that apparently happens in the morning. This walk is Kit walking with Vic, which is wow. And uh, Ryan and Britt. Uh, Kit says nothing awful. Vic says everything awful and Ryan and Britt pass and they overhear because the OGs and calling the group that was originally there the OGs is apparently a thing. Anybody have anything to say about this walk around the Nemecolin? I kind of wish I didn't have something to say, but I do. Um, (laughs) It's like this gossip gallop around, you know, the Nima colon. It's like rats in a maze. I was like, is this a a dating game show or prison? It looked like the prison time when they get to go outside for fresh air for an hour a day. We've not seen this before, I don't believe. (laughs) Like a stage, like a staged two person, like, like just, I don't even know what you call that. It's like they did a, they did a big wide shot. You know? uh, it's called it's called choreography. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jet. Thank you. Uh, for those listening at home, it's called choreography. I thought this was one of the best episodes that we've seen all season, and we're going to get into that like ad nauseum because that's that's what our podcast is about: recapping the show that we love slash hate. I agree. <laughs> you know? I kept turning yeah. to Chelsea and going, "This show has some high." Steaks. It yeah. Was, I mean, oh my goodness. Dude, the, the steaks were sizzling. Oh, porterhouse style. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on from this vision quest that definitely isn't a vision quest because there is no awakening that occurs. It's just garbage. Um, we head right on into this cocktail party drama, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the deal Anna and Vic both have these bitchy edits. Um, Matt enters, begins talking about the bullying, toxic mob mentality in the house, followed by him asking to speak to Brittany, and Britt tears up about her mom watching the show and seeing the escort asides. And Matt is great, and he chills her out by reminding her that he is there, and he sees a future with her. Anything to say about this? For me, their faces literally change. It's like, it's like a chameleon or something like you see the ugliness inside that comes out and it reflects in the face of somebody that you know 
normally you'd be like, that's a very attractive human being. It seems to me that Vic's biggest issue is that she suffers from not having any self-awareness. But again, we're, this all hinges on how real is she? But yeah, we're supposed to accept it, I guess. So we could talk about it like it's real, I guess. If that's real Vic, then, you know, the proof is in the pudding, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I and, mean, and speaking of pudding, she gets her just desserts. Spoiler alert. Oh, she definitely gets her just desserts. And <laughs> I said she's eating some humble pie. Oh, okay. All right. We well, can't have Chelsea. dessert puns. It's way too early. It's way too early for dessert puns. Save dessert for later. Okay. We'll sweet. get there. You yeah. know. Oh, okay. Stop saying sweet. I can't. All right. So, I'm sorry, sugar. So if you didn't like Matt before this episode, Mm-hmm. You're going to like Matt now, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and he's doing a great job, in my opinion, of, you know, seeking out the quote unquote truth. And he uh, did a great job. And he basically just said, listen, I'm not going to stand for bullying. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened was the women knew that they were wrong, but they did not like that they had to say sorry. That's all it was. In right. those moments, the only thing that you can do to save skin is say i am terribly sorry i spoke out of character you don't know me very well and i can understand if you want to cut me right now but if you would like to give me the opportunity to show you who i really am i would love that opportunity and we can continue this journey that's what you said he sat down with brit and i think you know she was opening up about all that had happened and like you just alluded to informing him of the circumstance uh and i found it odd we talked about this a lot last week so we don't care if she's an escort i don't care yeah you're right whether she's an escort or not is not the issue right being being called an escort in a negative light is what we're yeah. talking about it's the way that you say things too right. yes. it's and that's what i think the debate is these it'd be girl- like it'd be like going phrase is in musical theater <laughs> and i'd be like how dare you back at the chateau which is different than the ranch because the chateau is used for rose ceremonies. So um, MJ tells Anna that she has to go talk to Matt, but Matt comes to her because she already knows she's <laughs> and not in a fantasy sweet way. Uh, Anna feels bad that Matt is such a good guy and he fully explains the situation in a great way and how he has to send her home at that moment uh, because let's face it you guys she was going home tonight anyway yep. um, but there still is the most dramatic musical underscoring and she exits in her car wanting to go cry in a shower anything to say about this Anna was in a pickle that you know the writing was on the wall uh, so she did only thing she could do her only option was to go be and be forthright about it she did seem legit nervous though she seemed scared uh, knowing, you know, the cameras are rolling, so I'm sure it's awkward. She knows she looks bad in this light. Um, and we knew he was in a dumper. And honestly, I don't even think her being dumped had much to do with any of this. I think it was uh, an easy way out for him because he was like, look, I, I got to start sifting through this situation. I got to start trimming the fat. No offense because none of them are fat, but he's got to start trimming it down. Mm-hmm. And what easier way than having someone go off and talk about people behind their back. And then you can go, well, I don't like girls who talk about girls behind their back. So see ya. And meanwhile, he yeah. wasn't going to keep her anyway. So it was a nice little easy out for him. And, and, and what, under, you know, an under, understandable exit for her to where she can be in her mind telling herself, well, the only reason I got kicked off is because I pulled a mean girl's move. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this, the silver lining for Anna, whether she realizes it or not, 
is that that whole meme that was going around with her with the teeth and the million different versions of it, uh, I think it actually helped her because she gained more notoriety that way. Uh, that's the kind of people they like on Paradise. Because if you extract that moment from her uh, existence on this season, uh, she's just another pretty girl who's kind of a nothing burger that we knew nothing about. And she might not have a shot at Paradise. And I think because of this, she will be in Paradise. So hmm. I think she'll grow to love the fact that, you know, this was uh, her awakening in the eyes of the nation, as it were, you know. So there are more girls than the ones that are being sent home one at a time this evening. Shocker. Um, so Catalina and Michelle, they admit to this tension in the home. Mm -hmm. uh, Kit apologizes for not being more open, which is just a really silly apology because it's The Bachelor. Of course you're closed off. It's The Bachelor. Uh, Serena C is the first person to point it out. She <laughs> talks about the quote, kiss-assery, unquote, which, which I loved. Yeah. This girl is funny. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. Serena C. She's like over everything. Yeah. And the, the kiss-assery comment to me was one of the funniest moments of the night. Cause it's just like, yeah, Matt said, if you're a bully, you're out. And then all the girls were like cataloging in their brains. Like I've said some bad am things. I, am, I am, am I a bully? Am I a bully? Am I a bully? Am you I know going what? next? I'm just going to say, sorry. I'm just going to go around saying sorry to everybody. <laughs> they're they're okay. like, excuse me. Can I see the dailies from the last? Yeah, yeah exactly. Of, uh... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 For sure. Here's the deal. You guys, I know we aren't in the corner, but women when you are endowed um some people say blessed i won't say that because having tits are a pain in the ass i'm just gonna say it okay because you need to buy support for them i don't think victoria has gotten this message yet or ever and she was popping out and she anyway yeah i just i had to say something as someone else who has a d cup i just had to say something please go to thread up if you want to purchase bras you know that that fit you and you can try and send back like i don't i don't get it we don't have to pitch it this long if we're trying to get thread up as a sponsor as our producer just said <laughs> hey i'm gonna hit up thread up in a second uh yeah I, I i agree but you know some men would wouldn't have an issue with it you know that's because it's boobs all i kept writing was where's chris harrison where is chris harrison and then he delivers. Chris Harrison enters and the cocktail party is over. What? And we're going to go right into the, the to the ceremony, which we all get excited about. But before we go to the ceremony, let's keep Victoria's mic on while she goes to the bathroom and has a hissy fit, thinking that her microphone is off. Or maybe she knows her microphone is on. Who Who knows? And then, like, just proceeds to just dig and dig and dig her own grave. With that, it's time for a rose ceremony. And with a rose ceremony comes the rose rundown. Oh, oh. oh whoa, body yeah. Oh, <laughs> slowly descending into the rose okay, rundown. Wow. All right, well, that's, okay, that's a little, that's a little much. So, Michelle, Piper and Brie already have roses as a reminder. Our first rose goes to Brittany. Obviously, you know, uh, sets the tone for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I, I wrote, oh, okay. So he likes attractive people. Got it. <laughs> Ryan. 
an obvious second choice. <laughs> yeah, he had to do it after everything yeah. that transpired before. Yeah. Rachel. Cue it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just relax and do it, Rachel. Enjoy the shenanigans. Just kind of watch from afar. Serena P. Fun times. Assplay. Maggie. Pumpkin pie. Yeah, I, I like her. She's sweet. I think this may be her last, though. Yeah. It's already into the desserts. My God. All right. <laughs> Kit. Before her date, I wrote slips through, actually. I wrote follow her on Insta. I'm I'm almost certain Limos and Roses does. MJ. Verdict's out. Ensemblist to soloist to duet. Jessenia. Air goals. She was in my secret top six and she's still alive, but I'm losing uh, faith in that. Katie. The Vigilante. The Sage. Abigail. All right, so I wrote Adorable. <laughs> Honestly, I, I forgot about her, but yeah, I mean, clearly she's moving on. I mean, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Fashion. Catwalk. Our last rose goes to Serena C. Underrated. Yum. Daddy. <laughs> Love her, dude. Uh, I am a Serena C fan. She's funny. A quick but fond farewell goes to the following women. Laurie. We might as well drive that limo straight to paradise. Lauren. And Catalina. Mm. Can't win everything. I mean, you already won the universe, right? Oh, <laughs> can the, the Catalina wine mixer. I know. You can only use Listen, it for two weeks. <laughs> just, just keep in mind, you know, you know, it is getting real when you send home a Kardashian and a Miss Universe. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is this is far less successful than the Catalina wine mixer. There's no way she had time to sell any helicopters. Yeah. Uh, but but that being said, I do have one more fond farewell since it kind of ties in with this. Dustin Diamond. Oh, yeah. R.I.P., brother. Uh, Saved by the Bell was a massive part of my growing up. I mean, definitely brought us so much joy in our youth. You know, our hearts go out to his family and friends, and um, we never knew him personally. But all I associate with him is joy in my yeah. life. So he, cre you know. he created an iconic character, and that's always, yeah. you know, that's always right. wor worthy of applause. So yeah, yes. R.I.P. You'll be missed. Gone too soon. Yep. Yeah. For sure. All right. So moving forward, I have a few quotes from Victoria's exit interview. <laughs> Are you ready? I don't think you are. <clears throat> you may recall these choice statements that were made. USDA choice selects. USDA <laughs> choice grade A statements from Victoria. Ryan is the shadiest bitch. There is no one he can marry in there except me. I am the only one here with a working fucking brain in this room. I'm not even being rude. I'm being serious. If he's going to believe some idiot over me, she is not my person. Now, later on, she says that Katie is disgusting and that we have known that for weeks now. And we have known that someone's a little disgusting for weeks now, and it ain't Katie. We were shocked that somebody who knew they were on camera and knew that it would be broadcast nationally on TV 
would say a lot of the things that she said. I, you know, I put nothing past the producers. You know, did they just ply her with alcohol and just said, like, listen, speak your truth because America wants to hear it. Back at the ranch, uh, the girls want to shed the bullshit. Do we blame them? Um, Chris Harrison enters and he gives out a date card. And with that, we head into the date, date breakdown. Breakdown, 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 breakdown. This is the one-on-one with the number one, you guys. This is our fairy tale begins today with Rachel. And you guys, Rachel gets the shopping date. So after Rachel's driver picks her up in the Rolls Royce, the lovely stylish Ty Hunter is here to style Rachel and Matt on Rachel's one-on-one date. <clears throat> I would love to do uh, this breakdown, but I feel like I can't because it's a fashion shopping date. And what better way to get into it than have Jet talk about it? Jet, do you have words on this? Yeah, they go uh, they go gallivanting around and trying on clothes, which is like my biggest, uh, my worst nightmare. So, yeah. If it is your biggest nightmare, Jet, I feel like you should still stick around um, for what I'm about to jump into, which is obviously going to be Frace's fashion corner. I have nothing to say. There was no fashion this episode and it was really sad for me. I'm just kidding. Are you kidding me? This was like the date upon dates. I got the best date ever. And now we're in the corner, which is my favorite place yeah. to be in the world. Rachel, my front runner and a fashion date. Are you kidding me? Rick a ding, 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 ding. It's time for dinner. Serve all the fashion and we're going to eat it up and it's not going to go down in lumps. It's going to go down smooth. All right, let's get right into it. Okay, here's the thing. There's an activewear gossip section at the start, which is hilarious to me. It's like activewear, activewear, gossip, 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 gossip. Then Katie is like putting on makeup and I'm like, what? Well, Katie puts on makeup? Okay, it must be a serious situation here. We're gonna deal with bullying later on. I actually like Anna's dress. It's sparkly, it's a mini dress. You know, when she's getting called out for being a bully, I'm like, well, at least you look good. Victoria, not so much. If you're going to get caught up for being a bully, at least look good, like on the outside. If you're going to be a terrible person inside, look good on the outside. That's just a fashion tip, okay? Now, Matt actually looks great, finally. Matt, and this is your turn. This is like your Rose's turn moment. Um, it's this blue suit with a blue speckled red uh, tie. I love this look. So last season, it was no socks. This season, we're gonna talk about turtlenecks a lot and how we don't wear them. Okay, so I love Katie's sparkly dress and the lip matching with the magenta, it's great. Victoria, I said this before and I'll say it again because I'm gonna try to be nice to you. Your dress was great. Your bra we've talked about. Rachel, you can do no wrong when it comes to fashion in my opinion okay her first look by the way my favorite look this is a couture structured yellow it's a it's a cutout it's full zipper black dress i mean this this look that her first look is absolutely stunning i mean yeah my note my note on that one was bumblebee this look is honey okay it's sweet and uh -huh. it is it is right from the Damn it. Oh, man. Almost, you're going to be, you're gonna be so excited. You're going to be so excited I'm breaking out in the hives. I know. Oh, yes. Thank you. Wait, there's no time for puns in the corner. Go. <laughs> 
I'm so excited I can't even pun correctly. <laughs> so the uh, the copper mini dress, the second look, it's also great. It's not my favorite look. I already talked about my favorite look. Then we've got the um, the ballroom open back black and white uh, tribal print bodycon dress with 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 the cutout back. I mean, Jet, do you have anything to say about that? Because all I can say uh, is yes. Yeah, I have Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Um, the watermelon sheared cape dress. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this dress? You're a superwoman, okay? But like, no, but that dress, that last dress, it looked like what is it that what's her name? Kristen Wiig wears when she plays that crazy opera character on <laughs> yeah. SNL. That's that's what it looked like. But, but she, yeah, but she made it. She made it work. I'll yeah, Rachel looks good in a trash bag. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, when you when you're dressing a trash bag, you know, like you're either yeah, you're either a bum or you're going as a California raisin for Halloween. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> or it's raining out and you don't have a poncho. And then the Louboutin shoes. I mean, if you're gonna walk anywhere, walk in Louboutin shoes. I'm, Louboutin. When I'm looking at her. I'm not looking at her shoes. Okay, here's the thing. Louboutin is not Louis Vuitton. Louboutin, Louis Vuitton. You'll notice that the Louboutin has the red bottoms. Yes. So when uh, is that what uh, is that what what she's saying in that rap song? Uh, red bottom shoes, squeedle deedle deuce. Okay, it's not what she's saying. Oh. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I the the devil in the blue dress. Okay, Ooh. the best place for a dress like that is on the floor while you're making love to the bachelor. Sapphire blue. It's strapless. It's a ball gown. It's structured. It's it's silk taffeta. I mean silk taffeta. It's like, are you kidding me? This is a gorgeous couple. This is the front runner. This is the fashion corner. When the two worlds collide, fantasy sweet. Katie has on like this like cute pom-pom knit hat when they're shoveling shit. And if you're gonna shovel shit, do it with fashion, okay? Matt, um, you know, this 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 purple mohair sweater. Here's the best thing to do with that sweater. Put it in a trash can with a trash bag and burn it. Um, so Matt says when Kit's coming over that he's dressed to impress. And I said, well, if that's your impression of what it is to dress to impress, we need to talk, good sir. You need Kit in your life because she is amazing in her outfit. Did you know that her mom, you know, when she's talking about her mom, do you know who her mom is, folks, out there listening? Her mom is Cynthia Raleigh. Have you ever seen a Cynthia Raleigh dress? Okay, so then we have a fashion off. Jasenia has on the pantsuit, but the best dress of this battle is actually MJ with her military jacket. I mean, that thing is fire and if you're gonna go out go out in a blaze of glory because you're about to burn this down with the fact that you're a bully now get me out of this corner we don't accept bullies in this corner we do accept fashion forward thinking let's go yes meanwhile back at the ranch rachel enters with all of her shopping bags all the other girls are jealous as they should be and there is another date card. We get a group date card that reveals that Kit, my girl Kit, gets the one on one. Did not is... see that one coming. You know wow. what? Didn't, didn't see it, didn't see it either. Um, Rachel has never been in love before, you guys. We've known this. Um, she thinks that Matt is out of her league. She's obviously had a hard time opening up because it's The Bachelor who doesn't have a hard time opening up. We should put a dollar in the jar every time we hear the word vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she needs to shake the self-doubt and have more confidence. And he says that she has never been the loudest or the first to run up to him. So she sits right in the middle, which is ideal. I like my partners right in the middle mm -hmm. of you know everything. Um, 
here's the deal with Rachel. I think she is the safest by a landslide. I'm not sure how everyone else feels about that. But with that, I would love, 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 love to invite our guest onto the scene. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Nicole Kaplan. She is the host of the Pink Lemonade Stand podcast, where she aims to find the sweet in any sour situation. I love this tagline. Usually we have our guests at the start of the episode, but we've been drinking now for three hours. It's been a minute. I was wondering if I should be drinking, but it's three o'clock here and, you know, but I felt like- So it's a little late to start. Yeah, I gotcha. It's a little late. We started here, so. I was like, I never talk about The Bachelor when I'm sober. What am I doing? (laughs) Who does? Yeah. Oh my God. That's the whole reason we started the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Nicole is a singer and actress who has performed on stages all over the world. She lives in LA with her husband and dog. Um, Her social media handles are Nicole Kaplan Fenton and at the PLS podcast. Um, When it comes to charities, she tries her best to support and raise awareness for the Susan G. Komen Foundation for Breast Cancer Research. She loves The Bachelor because she's a hopeless romantic with a flair for the dramatic. So it makes perfect sense for her to be on this specific episode of our podcast. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here. We really, really appreciate it. Hi, Um, friends. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for for being here. Absolutely. Um, We would love to hear how you feel about this relationship between Matt James and Rachel, how do you feel? What are your thoughts? I feel like Matt just has the googly eyes for Rachel, like, and also a bit of the awooga, uh, like those those eyes too. His eyes are all over the place. He only has eyes for Rachel. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the departure of Victoria? Since we covered that already, I'm just curious about Ooh. your thoughts. Like. Was it a fall from grace or did she fall from grace like two years ago? And now we're just kind of staring at her like, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel? I'm pretty sure she never had grace, Uh, Mm. never fell from it, never had it. Honestly, I, I enjoy the dramatic girls that are usually on in the beginning, but she was just too much for me from the get go. So I was kind of, I was kind of happy to see her go. It was a fine monologue there at the end where she just ranted. That was definitely entertaining, like a good out. But yeah, glad to see her go and glad to see how we move on without her for the rest of the season. It was too dominant. It, yeah. it was bad getting worse. And yeah, the, the fact that she then turned around and said that she was the sweetest one that everybody loved and was gonna, they don't know how they'll possibly go on without her. It was, it was like a delusion that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Something special. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit? I know this has nothing to do with Bachelor. Can you tell us a little bit about Pink Lemonade Stand podcast? Can you just like touch base on the PLS pod? Because oh, it's sweet, sure. it's sour, it's everything and more. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, The Pink Lemonade Stand is 
the bright spot in your week where we share good news stories. And then we also bring on guests and we interview them. Um, they're usually, you know, doctors, teachers, the celebrities. people that are doing all of the crazy work right now. Yes. People yes. that are Just, literally keeping us alive and sane. Exactly. Great. Fascinating <laughs> people. Everybody has a story. There's always so much to learn from them. And then we ask them about a time when they've turned lemons to lemonade, that kind of classic tale. And they all have such fascinating stories that we can learn from. And then you feel less alone when you hear somebody else's struggles, how they've overcome them. So that's kind of our message is to bring awareness, bring joy, bring light to the situation. We also do talk about our favorite things of the week. And several times my co-host Heidi and I have had The Bachelor be that Thing that we are obsessed with as we like to call it obsessed oh i love that so oh much so, so that takes the place of the lemons part yeah and then it's <laughs> like so right. how do you make lemonade out of the fact that you just watched the bachelor exactly well i was gonna say like you know victoria on her exit it was like you know she had all these lemons and she had the opportunity to make lemonade and said she was like here's some limes you know exactly and buy yeah, you know yeah. like yes. throw some grapefruits in there yeah. let's just keep getting more it's and more sour. Oh, no, sour. She, no, she was throwing her grapefruits around this entire season you know, oh so. yeah, in that gosh. in that black atrocious brawl the grapefruits were just that was some... visible the entire time I mean, every ladies, all day every day yeah. i don't know how many times i need to say it but ladies if you have grapefruits you need to strap them in yeah. mm -hmm. okay Squeeze those fruits <laughs> yeah, squeeze them all in. But you know what? You don't want them to escape. Um, so as someone who has a podcast and has gone through the edit, um, you see the before the edit and you see the post edit. I'm curious what you think about the edit that some of these girls are getting. Because uh, we, as a podcast, comment on that a lot. What we are seeing, is it the real story and vice versa, whatever. So um, I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of production editing happening in there. And why wouldn't you? You know, it's it's they they get to create these characters out of out of these women or men. And I think sometimes it's it's obvious and then sometimes it's not. And you just think that's who that person genuinely must be. They can't create some of the things that they say. Um, and it was really interesting. Actually, you'll have to um, you'll have to tune in in a couple of weeks. But we had two former contestants, one from The Bachelor and one from The Bachelorette, who ended up getting married, just unrelated, but they were both contestants. They're married now. They have kids. And they were sharing some of the behind-the-scenes um, parts of the show and how production kind of goes into it. And they said that there would never be a time where five guys would sit around talking about their feelings and what a date card says. So they are prompted a lot. And so it was kind of fun to hear from them behind the scenes, how much that editing goes in and how much they are prompted. So I do believe that that goes on a lot. I had no idea you were already associated with that world and hearing from inside sources that what that was like. That's really, really cool. Final question, Nicole. Okay. Do you have any advice for Matt James while he is on his quest to find love? Oh, I would say don't tell more than one woman that you love her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. It happens so 
so early because it happens this episode, right? You should have been on last week, so you could have warned him. Oh, no. He would have listened <laughs> no, for to my sure. advice. So, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> it was a week too late. When you're staring Rachel in the face, the only words that can come out of your mouth are, I love you. No, mine are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Nicole, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Everyone listen to Pink Lemonade Stand podcast. In addition to this one, please. That's at the PLS podcast. Um, thanks again, Nicole. So here's the deal. Rachel just said, I really am already like completely falling in love with you. And I want to walk out of here with you. And I want to start a life with you. And he feels the same way. Do we have any words about this nighttime portion of the date? Yeah, I've got a couple words. I think what I've realized with this game show is that demure is the winning card that you play. Demure is the word that comes to my mind when I think of Rachel. Here's the deal. He says, Rachel, I am falling in love with you too. So you guys, I don't know how this happened, but he offered her the rose and she accepted it. And there's a horse and carriage and they're bumping around and trying to make out at the same time, which I always find hilarious. They're like, how romantic, a horse and carriage. And then they get in there and they try to kiss and they're like, it's so good. I'm just going to say it, y'all. On camera, Matt James is a weird kisser. I'm just going to say it. Anyway, let's move on to this beautifully group date. Love can be messy. This is the group date with Serena P, Brie, Katie, Piper, Serena C, Ryan, Michelle, Brittany, Maggie, Abigail, Chelsea, Jasenia, and MJ. It is farm time and it is gross and it needs way more donkeys and goats and llamas. Uh, MJ is scared of the chickens and it's annoying the girls because Matt is giving her a lot of attention for it. And then he runs straight into a Piper daily aside interview and just starts making out with her, which I loved because Piper's my girl in the league. That was pretty hot. Honestly, I loved it. Pretty bold is what it was. Well, here's what I think is happening. Uh, I think that Matt is in love with Rachel and he's like, you know what? Before I get down on one knee, I'm going to yeah. kiss them all. I'm going to take them. Like, it, it, it's just like, and he's finally like, you know what? I'm the bachelor. Michelle is very frustrated already because her only exposure has been a one-on-one. And she doesn't realize that she's not going to get that until hometowns. So, I mean, we assume because it was such a good one-on-one. Um and so it's funny, Katie's, as always, the voice of reason. She's very understanding. But yeah, all of the women are frustrated. Anything else to say before we get into the nighttime portion of this day? What's happening is his and Rachel's date was awesome. And why was it awesome? Because nothing went wrong. Now, that's very different from his and Michelle's date, which was also awesome, in which also nothing went wrong. However, a lot more went right on that date because there was actual chemical balance seemed so off the charts. Whereas the Rachel and Matt one was like two pretty people hanging out who got along really well. I mean, here's the thing. 
Michelle is such good people. There's no denying that. There's no denying it from her one-on-one. -on -one. There's no denying it ever. Uh, she just seems like good people. And you guys, I say this all the time, bachelor, bachelorette, paradise, it doesn't matter. She's funny. She is funny and she is fun. And she's honest and real. And I know it's cheesy and it sounds cliche, but like having a sense of humor, I think is so important on the show. Moving on to the nighttime portion of the date. The girls are struggling and the ones that are struggling the most are the ones that have not had the one-on-one. -on -one. Matt grabs Chelsea first because she's sitting right next to him. No offense, Chelsea, but like you're sitting right there and she's like, he grabbed me first. I couldn't believe it. Well, it's because <laughs> you were sitting right next to him. Don't take it to heart. Uh, Chelsea doesn't want to be blindsided. Yeah, she dropped the first one, dude, of this, of maybe two seasons. But they make out and their kissing is loud, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> Matt has Abigail time. Oh, wow. She begins to talk about her hearing loss as baggage. He obviously responds in the most amazing way because Matt James in his responses there, he's, he's very thoughtful. He's just a very thoughtful bachelor. I don't know if he's the best bachelor, but I would put him at the top of the list when it comes to the most thoughtful. He thinks very hard about what he's about to say. Uh, and the way that he expresses himself is really, really wonderful. Um, he believes that Abigail pushes him to be a better person. And he tries his best to say, hey, don't be ashamed for who you are because you are a great person and basically says like that's not an issue that's never something that would cross my mind um there's mj time there's britney time there's jesenia with jv comparisons with the new versus the old there's the lead by example comment that rubs her the wrong way there's katie with the voice of reason to keep the peace there's a lot of stuff that goes down in the nighttime portion of this day do you guys have anything to say on that noise yeah first of all Abigail was breaking my heart with her vulnerability. I mean, I just was like, you are a dream come true of a human being. It's one of those moments that they capture where we're like, now this is one of the reasons why I watched this show because, you know, it was handled so well and with such poise and there was such uh, honesty in the way that she spoke to him and the way that he spoke to her it was a beautiful moment that is forever captured on camera. So that's, you know, these moments happen sometimes in your life and you can't like watch them back. And when he watches that back and when she watches that back, there's going to be this sense of like, that was a special, special moment in my life. Well, first of all, she looks, let's get the shallow stuff out of the way. She reminds me more and more of Olivia Wilde. And that is definitely a compliment. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, uh, no, she said, this is such a lovely, uh, heart-wrenching quote. Her biggest fear is Matt thinking she would disappoint him. Oh, I love Abigail. I'll leave it yeah, at yeah. You know? And then, and then, of course, we, we go from that beautiful moment into what is the, the now, I guess, MJ show. They threw her into our world with this backstory we know nothing about yeah and she knows what it's about and we're all like what are they talking about so we, we as yeah. viewers were all confused but we knew that we'd get around to it uh jesenia has some amazing uh quotes uh for example character is based on actions or behavior 
Yeah. I'm like, that's "That's some truth. That's some knowledge dropped on you. For our viewers and listeners, in case you you were also unaware, this is Jacinia is the one who was accused of calling MJ the antagonist of the house. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Kit gets the date card. The whole kit and caboodle. The but whole was, kit and caboodle. She um, was though. She was crying, and it was just like she was putting a lot of pressure on this kitchen situation. By the way, she kept going, "Oh God, I just know it's going to be a kitchen date. I just know it's going to be a kitchen date." And this is where I just pictured Polly, big Polly, behind the cameras, going, "Cancel the roller coaster date. Cancel the roller coaster date. We got to get her a kitchen. Get pivot, pivot." Big this Polly. was a pivot moment, dude. So, um, back to the date. Abigail gets the rose because she was vulnerable. Um, and MJ says she's going to clear up her character real quick. We will see how that goes. Probably next week. So let's move forward in this date, date breakdown. Breakdown, 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 breakdown. We begin Kit's one-on-one date. <gasps> Mystic Falls, the estates at Nima Colon. Dinner at my place. And so... The sun is down, it's raining. She arrives at Matt James' suite with an umbrella. And you kind of feel bad for her because you kind of feel like she got the end of the stick in the one-on-one dates. But this is my ideal date. So I kind of loved this date, you guys. I kind Mm -hmm. of loved it. We officially find out that her mom is a fashion designer, as we've talked about earlier. Um, A lot of her life is gold Bentleys, so she's had a rough go of it, you guys. Um, But there's cookies in the kitchen with Kit, and she admits that she's been protecting herself. Uh, She's been keeping up an image her whole life. This is just something that we don't really know about. We just know she has a lot of Instagram followers. She says that she's starting to fall in love with him. He does not say it back because he's not, because like, we don't even know this girl, but he gives her the rose. Anything to say about this date, gents? It's fine. I like Kit. I really do. Mm-hmm. I actually like her. I just, I'm not sensing just, any real chemistry. It's, she's just not for him. They, they yeah. make out, they make out pretty good. Like she's cute. I, I, yeah. fan of hers. I like the fact that she owns up to her like life of privilege and just says like, yeah, that's, that's my life. And this yeah. is really nice to just hang out with a really nice guy and cook. Yeah. It's a sweet date. And I think that she actually is longing for that in her life. Mm-hmm. She's tired of red carpets and Instagram, quite honestly. What I'm saying is I think she's actually there for the right reasons. Sure. She's one of the few girls who is already Instagram famous and doesn't need more likes and doesn't Agreed. need more accolades. She honestly kind of wants to like not regress, but kind of like just like lead a simple life, it seems. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was a good date. And I, I, I like her as a person. So she'll be fun on Paradise for sure. So meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, MJ and Jacenia officially have a two-on-one. I found this hilarious because all of the villains are gone, so we have to make something out of nothing, right, producers? Um, I just winked for our listeners. I just winked to the camera. Um, The date card says, I need to know the truth. Um, Meet me before the rose ceremony. Now, they've done this in the past. 
it's silly. It's not a real two-on-one. I would prefer both of the girls getting left on a glacier, but you know, we don't have that because COVID. So instead, there is a beautifully choreographed suitcase walk to the front of the Nima Colon Chateau. Yeah. Uh, well done, producers. Well done, editors. MJ is looking full working girl. If you don't get that reference, it means I am old. Um, listen, ladies. I love you both, but neither of you have like a really serious relationship by comparison to what we have an audience have seen so far. Anything to say about this? Yeah, I mean, MJ has some pretty amazing quotes when they're pegging her as a, as the new villain. She says, I preach harmony and peace. And I just was like, okay. The other thing is, what has Jacenia done wrong? Other than like, say like MJ was kind of being a bully, I guess. That's the thing. When the bullies get cornered, they try to act like their bullying behavior is acceptable was, was or like warranted, was, was warranted, warranted or like, yeah. it's not like they're saying like, well, you did the same thing. They're just saying like, I did it and I'm allowed to do it because I'm a bully. There's no like back and forth name calling. It's just somebody saying like, I witnessed you saying awful things about all of these people. And I told the person who's the lead of the show that you were doing that. So I guess I'm in the wrong. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Like just sending it, like, how would you? The circumstance was missing. It had everything except a tumbleweed. Cause it was like. Yeah, right. It was that moment. They were donning the the, the face paint. It was like, yeah, two gunslingers. Like, yeah. And, and town ain't big enough for the both of us. Yeah. And it's fine. They played along with it. I mean, they, yeah. you don't get in that circumstance and hear them go, okay, here's your mark. And here's your mark action. And you don't like, you don't realize what's going on. And then they, hashed it out and we were like oh Jacinia. so this is this is finally as you just talked about this is your airtime this is what you're getting i guess that means that you're gone you know that's what it meant we'll find out more next week i guess mm -hmm. yeah we'll see so i think we should just leave this whole mj Jacenia two-on-one fight uh because that's a really toxic environment for me personally and i feel like we just need to head right into the warm safe haven that is our hometown hopefuls isn't it lovely nicole Do you hear yeah that? yeah <laughs> hi again hi welcome back thanks um, it's like I, you never left. It's, it's like you've been here the whole time. Can't get like rid a, of me. Like a guardian angel watching over our podcast. We appreciate it. So I think we should go phrase first. Phrase first, hometown hopefuls. Rachel, number one, obviously. We talked about our runner up, which is Michelle. <sighs> See, now this is when it gets a little tricky for me. Um, I want Abigail to go. I want to see that hometown. And I think I'm going to go with Kit. Uh, I think Kit kind of secured herself in this last go around with, with a possible hometown. All That's right. my thoughts. I'm going to go with Rachel, uh, Michelle. I'm going to say Abigail. And lastly, I think I'm going to go Serena P. <gasps> You just nailed all of my hometown hopefuls. Um, so what are your hometown hopefuls? Just out of curiosity. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Rachel, who we just talked about, googly eyes. Um, Michelle from last week, fire. Um, Abigail, because 
she's I I'm a, I'm obsessed with her and I want to I want to see that hometown mm-hmm. and then I I think the last one is kind of a kind of a tricky one but I would say Brie I've just Ooh. always loved Brie uh, that's such oh, a good yeah. Moana. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that was the first one-on-one. And mm-hmm. she's remained demure the whole time is, mm-hmm. is the word that I think I associate most with winners of the show. It's mm-hmm. often not a big personality. It's somebody who knows who they are and kind of just stays quiet until it's one-on-one time with Matt James. It's easy yeah. to be demure when you're an 11 out of a 10. Well, you, yes, know, it's, it's, you can just sit yeah. back and just kind of let them stare right. at you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So story of my life. (laughs) He's too used to it. You guys, we move forward to next week. Stick around, Nicole. I want to hear what you have to say about this as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess Jacenia might be gone. Drama continues. It makes perfect sense that it continues. Also, hi, Heather, back from the dead. Uh, The episode ends with some running with the goats. And I love the goats. You know how I feel about the goats. Uh, There's a golden horseshoe search. Chelsea gets it as they're just, just trying to find it through a bunch of hay and goat poop. Uh, Nicole, how did you feel about the ending to this episode? Oh, well, I am just waiting for next week to see how this Jasenia and MJ fight breaks out. Um, But yeah, it looks like then Katie starts getting all of the heat and I'm not okay with that. Mm -mm. Katie is my girl. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We want Katie for Bachelorette. Katie for Bachelorette. I love Katie. For Bachelorette. I'm going to close out this entire episode with a quote from a dearly departed contestant. I honestly feel so sorry for you that you would listen to hearsay and not all the facts about a situation. This has been... Jet! And Frace. And Chelsea, leaving you with these parting hashtags. Hashtag gossip gallop. Hashtag devil in a blue dress. Hashtag Beetlejuice. Hashtag mean girls. Hashtag limos and roses. Hashtag... Fashion, hashtag brace first, hashtag boobs, hashtag your bra is showing, hashtag Chris Harrison, hashtag not Laquinta, hashtag Nima Colon, hashtag fashion corner, hashtag zoom cast, hashtag turtlenecks, hashtag follow us on YouTube, hashtag like and subscribe. Um, thanks again, Nicole. We are all here for the right reasons. Bye, guys. We're just blessed so to good. get the we're blessed to get the best guests. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at you go. The best.